Isn't like the first year of millennials 82? Is that true? I, th- I like thought I thought Allison was looking it up. Oh, I was looking at she was probably Snapchat. <laughs> she was snapping. Oh, I was getting my easily Snap accessible tweeting. porn. I actually. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the intro. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. And I'm Allison. And that was Hannah hitting her mic. (laughs) Uh, We have a couple of special guests here with us today. Uh, We actually have three guests. It's kind of a uh, crowded room today, but um, it's going to be a good episode. We are reviewing Netflix's brand new Wine Country. It was just released on May 10th, and it stars um, some of our favorite SNL gals, uh, Amy Poehler, Rachel Dratch, Maya Rudolph, um, Tina Fey makes a little cameo appearance. Um, we actually, this was uh, Chris Madrigal's idea to uh, kind of combine this with Wino Wednesday. So uh, we have our hosts of Wino Wednesday, Hannah Bryant, Becca Jayquiz, and Chris Madrigal, who hosted a lovely little get together at his house last night where we all watched this movie and drink wine, except me. Um, and we had a great time. So today we are going to review the movie and um, kind of talk about some of the themes and uh, just kind of extend on the uh, the fun we had last night. So um, yeah. thanks for joining, uh, Hannah, Becca, and Chris. Well, thanks Thank for you for having us. us. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> wow. So uh, as Jamie said, I feel very Howard Sterny. <laughs> So, as Jamie said, this movie came out on May 10th. It stars a bunch of the... 2019. 2019. This year. Um, It stars a bunch of the gals from SNL, and the plot is that it is Rachel Dratch's character's 50th birthday, and they're all heading to Napa for a little birthday shindig. And fun fact, Chris Magical grew up. In this area so it was really cool actually when we were watching the movie and Chris was like I know this place I know that place is this where they're at I thought it was really fun and he's going there tomorrow yeah so it all comes from you can circle. talk he's okay, I, you. <laughs> I know I was like are they doing the intro still or no no no, yeah, no, 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 no. Really go ahead sure. go ahead and talk no, yeah I, I thought it was great I, once I he really... starts he can't stop yeah, exactly <laughs> no, I'm gonna use my cue cards um no I thought it was great and I just the idea of Napa Valley obviously is special to me. It's special to a lot of people that have been there. It's also a destination where people dream about going there. And, you know, my whole idea in combining, I love Wine on Wednesday. I tell you ladies that all the time. I do like listening to some of your guys' review on movies and whatnot. Thank you. And it's really progressive. You're not just, you know, reviewing overboard. You're actually, you know, kind of pushing the envelope as far as what people are watching there. And sometimes a lot of people don't agree with it. So... Anyways, you take my appreciation of both of your shows and my passion and love for Napa. I just wanted to make it accessible. And there's nothing more Napa or wine country than having your friends over, sharing food, sharing bottles of wine, and just enjoying life. So and cookies. That was really cool. And, and cookies. cookies. Shout out to Mitch's cookies. Shout out, Mitchie. Yeah, the, the movie is, you know, all these ladies and they're different 
walks of life, even though they're all kind of in the same age, but same age, but they're all over the country. And I think it's so funny as it opens, they're all talking on the phone together and they're like talking about the old times and, you know, getting everything together. I just thought it was so funny. They're like, you hang up first, you hang up first. And so the whole, they're, their commonality is they became friends working together, what, 25 years ago at a pizza shop. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, fun fact, this movie was actually based on a trip with all of these same actresses, except for um, um, Anna. Oh, my God. How I do got you... there. Yes. Um, except for her. She did not go on this trip, but everybody else did in 2016 for Rachel Dratch's actual 50th oh, birthday. Oh, that is so cool. Yes. But they didn't go to Napa. They went Did they to, actually um... do the Molly that time? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, uh, but no, it w- they went to uh, Sonoma in oh. 2016. And so after that trip, Amy Poehler was like, who directed this, by the way, was like, I want to make a movie about this and kind of make it more of like a dark comedy. And so uh, that's kind of how the idea of this movie came to be. And as we know, uh, Tina Fey is another one of our favorite SNL gals, but Mm -hmm. she was way too busy to be a a frontliner or frontrunner, I guess, in this movie. Um, so that's why they gave her the role of Tammy. Because she produces like five TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. Tina Fey's got a lot going on. So she, uh. She wasn't able to have, you know, a main role in this, but that's why they gave her the role of Tammy, the owner of the Airbnb that they stay in, and she is hilarious in this role. She's very, like, kind of, like, rough around the edges. She wears flannel. She kind of has this, like, deep, like, what somewhat Chris put it? southern voice. What did Chris put it? A little bit of a Melissa Etheridge vibe. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> Completely agree. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. picking up on Not that. Not that I know Melissa Etheridge, no, no, but, but I would imagine sure. that she's kind of, like, you know, she just embodied that like she raspy. Did. But like, that I character could, fit the, you know. that role for for the mm-hmm. dynamic with the rest of the ladies, I think too. Oh, it was so great! And uh, but yeah, as as we were saying, we'll we'll kind of quickly go over the plot here. Um, from what we remember, <laughs> uh, we we had a we had a great time watching this. So um, some of it I did have to refresh. How many empty on. bottles of wine? Yeah, at your house. Do tell us. Ooh. Okay, he can't count that high. That's not a well, good Well, since there was only four drinking. <laughs> Hannah I brought two. I Maggie, brought two. Maggie, Maggie brought. had a glass before she left. I brought yeah. two. I think yeah, so there were six bottles between the three of us that we brought. He had some open when we got there. Yeah, so the, we have just a little bit of the... It was a fun Monday. The wine you didn't realize I'd been pouring <laughs> you for 20 minutes. The menage a trois? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't mix a Chardonnay with a Pinot Grigio. And I'm like, listen here, bougie. Never I've been mix. pouring you for the last 20 minutes because we can't watch this movie for longer than five minutes at a time. Oh, yeah, we kept pausing. And, yeah. yeah, but... but um, a lot of bottles. But anyway, so uh, they all are planning this 50th birthday trip. And uh, Rebecca, Rachel Dratch's character, is like, I really just want something low-key. She's really trying to downplay turning 50. But uh, Abby, Amy Poehler's character, is the one who's planning the whole thing. She's actually kind of micromanaging it. She has this whole like list of events like down to the minute of what they're going to do. And it's you learn later that it's a form of control because she recently lost her job. And she's, um, I would assume, just kind of like that like likes to you know plan things and likes to be in control and so it kind of heightens at losing her job and there's a scene in the movie where that all comes out but but that's until Very not until a little later a uh, trip to plan for someone who's just lost their yeah. job this i mean this airbnb is fancy it oh, is it's very so nice beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful views yeah Ooh. 
And um, we later find out it comes with a man named Devin. And his cuttlefish. <laughs> and his cuttlefish, the paella guy, who, um, funnily enough, funnily, I don't think that's a word. Yes, it is. Sure, <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> now funnily it is. Um, he's actually based on a real person, um, Gerard Nabeski, who um, is just known as the paella guy. He's been friends with Rachel Drash for years and years and years. And he actually helped coordinate their trip to Sonoma. Um, so he's very loosely based on this guy. He didn't try to sleep and with all movie, of them. And in the movie, he does make paella that takes about, like, 28 hours. Yep. And a giant... That. And yeah. that actor is, is Jason Schwartzman. So and you he, guys he, know who that is. He's hilarious. He did a great job. Yeah, he did. Um, you guys need to watch Bored to Death. Sorry, different different episode maybe, but it be is another one. hilarious and he's the main character um but anyway so they get they get to napa and they start off at this um very fancy restaurant where um some of the food is just so bougie and ridiculous. the lavender popcorn oh yeah popped corn and it's like <laughs> on it's a like toothpick 12 and like, pieces of popcorn. this is not enough this, this is, is not, not enough, enough. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh uh, Val yes has Val. eyes for like the bartender. Yes, Jade. who um, we haven't reviewed this and we've talked about reviewing it before, but um, we're afraid that it might be a little too uh, raunchy. Um, but Pen Fifteen is an original show on Netflix, and uh, Maya, the her real name is Maya. Her last name I honestly cannot think of it right now, but her name is also Maya in the show. Um, is this bartender? And that was a fun treat for for Allison and I, who love that show. Anyway, yeah, so Val's kind of flirting with her. We find out that um, she's an artist, and later on they go to her art show. But before we get to that point, uh, they head back to the house, and they're all just getting drunk. And then Catherine brings out Molly, and this is a huge debate between all of us and apparently some other people who've seen this movie. We're like 99% sure they never took the Molly. They referenced it at least three times throughout the movie I mean, yeah but we so never it ended see and we're like what it? happened to the molly yeah they made such they a big deal out of it. it amy poehler's character kept thinking of course because she was the tight one that had the itinerary and so forth so there was never a good time to take it so she kept being like you know well how about after this we'll do it or tomorrow when we do this we'll right. do it and so i think for the watchers and the viewers we were like well, when are they going to do it we never actually yeah. saw them do it. it was i feel like a poignant part to where if they were going to do it they'd let us see it Right. So I think that was all their whole point. I think when we talk about a movie like this, we're we all know they're very talented women and really funny. And when you're talking <laughs> about events, whether it's like wedding crashers or hangover or whatever it is, like how do you address a weekend trip and be original? Right. We all right. expected them to take Molly and just mm-hmm. be all crazy and just that whole gamut of emotions of of that, and it never happens. But I think it's really poignant in that. They covered a lot of themes. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know it was supposed to be a dark comedy. I, I was expecting mm-hmm. shotgun and beers, let's get crazy, and everything that I've ever seen. And I think they really tried to address a lot of real issues. Yeah. And, and I get it, it's and... women, and I'm sure that there's some sensitivities about that. But I, I think there's something to be said for everybody to watch it, even for dudes. You know, I'm, you know, I get it. I'm the only dude checking it out. But I like wine, good food, and... I like to laugh, so I think it applies. Yeah. But, you know, just from, the, you know, relationship, job, expectations, just being that age. I mean, they yeah. there was a lot that they touched on, so I think it's by design that they didn't take Molly. Cause... I can't find it on Google yet. Yeah, <laughs> themes-wise, I think that there were... 
and this isn't summing up at all, but I mean, there was something for everyone that we could, you always, at least I was, and I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but you watch it and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so-and-so in my life. You're relating to yeah. the issues like you were talking at the beginning. We all have different ages and we kind of can relate to certain things that they all were going through. Part of when I was um, just doing a little research about this movie after I had seen it is, is yeah, you know, it's it's a very female driven film um, Jason Schwartzman's character is basically the only male character in this movie um, but there are themes that everyone can relate to especially as we get older like Allison and I are the youngest people in this room you know late mid to late 20s a lot of the things that they talk about like the medications they take and um, oh yeah you know, when like they're throw- talking about doing the molly and they're they're talking oh, about the how can it interact things we say now the prescriptions oh things we say now yeah things we say now except the meds they were ta- they were talking about i was like i take half of those myself <laughs> but like throwing out your back and like you know yeah. like all you know going through menopause and things like that like that we have not experienced yet but i mean like losing your job like anyone can relate to that or uh, Maya Rudolph's character uh, Naomi gets a call from her doctor the results of uh, like a test for breast cancer and she's too afraid to answer it I mean we all go through things like that at any age and like Rachel Dratch like Rebecca she's in a you know her marriage her friends hate her husband her husband's inattentive to her like they're all going through something or just the relationship right where Mm -hmm. she's really likes that person the other person's just using her and just making that realization at the end like i can delete this number like i'm I, you know almost yeah. that self-awareness like i don't yeah i'm attracted to her and i want relationship but this is going nowhere and sometimes yeah and you know and sometimes we tend to make relationships with they're not and i think that's kind of in your face like you know so. yeah so again yeah again this is something we can all get something from this movie but it's more towards the middle slash end when all of these different conflicts kind of come full circle um you know when we find out that abby lost her job and towards the end uh catherine is kind of a workaholic she's like a celebrity chef and she's like on her phone the whole time and she you know can't really get away i didn't quite understand her job Apparently, I read she was she's, a celebrity okay, chef. Okay. Apparently, and it's so funny because so she's why like, didn't she cook for him to <laughs> right? show what Devin had to make the paella. But it's so funny the part where she, uh, like, constantly is talking to her phone to do the the auto text. text, comma, oh yeah, <laughs> semicolon, oh, hilarious. Which is like, Talk text. my I know I my I don't think I don't know if my dad listens to these podcasts, but I know he likes all the posts on Facebook. So I'm really sorry, Dad, but my dad does this. My mom, <laughs> my mom does it, and it's hilarious. just like it's like like four paragraphs every text one sentence and i'm like dude and she has to talk (laughs) like this period (laughs) that's how my mom does her voice text my dad's not that bad but he he like overemphasizes but anyway um but so she constantly feels like she's left out of the friend group and they kind of make a point like will you throw yourself into your work so you don't spend time with your friends and then you get upset that you don't have time to spend time with your friends. So you spend more time at work and get more invested in work. And so she kind of has like a realization, you know. You leave yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Time slipping by. You know, I want to be able to enjoy my life and not watch it pass me by. Um, And there's a scene where Maya Naomi uh, gets bitten by a snake, they think. We don't really think she actually (laughs) does get bitten by a snake, but they have no cell service. You know, they're kind of out in the middle of wine country and they go like, they all go rolling down this hill to get to this car with these people. Workers getting in there. Yeah. Yeah, They were working on the grapes or something. Yeah. (laughs) They get to the hotel or not the hotel. They get to the hospital 
and find out that Naomi's fine. <laughs> and then uh, they make the call to see if she has cancer mm-hmm. and it comes back negative. And that was actually like really emotional. Like that was a wonderful scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we were all thinking at the whole movie, like, oh my God, what's going to happen? BRCA test, right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, we real quick, we skipped over the um, the art gallery. Jade's art gallery is all about the nanny. <laughs> Fran Drescher. That was amazing. Fran Fine. She did all the, all the millennials. Save. Poor Val ends up with a painting. That she knocked down from 800 to 600. They were yeah. talking about something else. Did you not did yeah. you not get that in the oh, window? Yeah. Oh, for okay. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's she, why it was and then she takes she the painting. Was, right. Yeah. 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 She was trying to, you know. Hook up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she's Absolutely. like, oh, I'll sell you the painting. And yeah. Um, as a millennial, I found that scene really funny because uh, Amy Poehler's character, Abby, just kind of has this like big outburst about like, you guys don't even like understand how lucky you are. They talk about how easy it is to access porn. And, like, yeah. Like all of the, just all the things that millennials take for granted. And then they think it's part of the show. Which that part cracked me up. That was Because on the older side of it too, which we'll have to look this up. But we, Oh, Becca, you're a better Snapchatter than me. No, but on the millennial thing, somebody told me like from year to, which year to which year is actually millennial. And I'm actually, it was weird because I would never think of myself as that. Oh, you're not. You're old. You're not. (laughs) No, but as far as the years that were given. elder millennial. Included in that or something. Now in astrology, what is like, but I got their the side Capricorn of it when they were like, that's so easy for you to do this. And then when they were like, oh, this must be part of the show. Yeah, right. I, I understood how that group of people and the people who wrote and directed that movie made it seem like that group of people couldn't relate to, no, this is really our life. This is not part of your freaking show. Oopsie, sorry. But, but I think to me, <laughs> to me, the biggest message, though, the real discussion was, and, and as the oldest person in this you know, room and probably. I mean, I'm old, dude. <laughs> Forty six or something. Oh, okay. I think. I know I still rock it, but I'm I'm old. Yeah, yeah. But like so the whole dis- the whole discussion about the knock on millennials is that you don't know how easy you have it. But the bigger to me was was like, so you think you're just gonna go like like we're almost upset that you're that that you're more positive that people weren't putting you down as if in our generation if someone told you you sucked. There was clarity as to, oh, well, that's what really drove me and helped me be who I am. And this kind right. of wordplay yeah. about, oh, what are you mad? Because she didn't even believe that, yeah. you know, that, that like, you know, as if the hazing, you know, of prior generations that millennials, at least for all the negatives that they say, it's like, how wonderful would it be to be raised you know, in a positive kind of atmosphere where you are valued for who you are, where you don't have to go through all of this, you know, BS. And I thought that was really neat where it was actually an appreciation. And it can't get any funnier than fucking Fran Drescher. Are you kidding me? Like, is that almost like an Andy Warhol kind of vibe? It was, yes. You know what I mean? The paintings were very Andy Warhol. It was just so, I thought it was a really cool scene. I thought it was depressing because they, you know, they, they give their little spiel about how much better they have it. And totally, it's just a wall, right. right? And then Jade goes, can you guys come back tomorrow and do that again? Like, didn't hear anything. And right. I think, like, that's relatable for me yes, as a I person with you. teenagers. Like, nope. Yeah, 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 I agree. They are not here. I saw, but, you know, I saw their side of it. I do see what you mean because everything is so fresh. Everything is so pure, and, and they may not get that side. So, you know, to put myself in their shoes might be a little bit harder. But I enjoy the difference between of opinion between that group and the young you know i don't watch fran but can i still comment <laughs> and by the way you um, don't no that no that said that in the movie, in the movie. Oh. um 
Isn't like the first year of millennials eighty two? Is that true? I, th- I thought like I thought overlap. Allison was looking it up. Oh, I was looking at she was probably Snapchat. <laughs> she was snapping. <laughs> oh, I was getting my easily Snap accessible tweeting. porn. Actually. I actually. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the intro. <laughs> no, but uh, no, it, it's it's funny. I actually was having a conversation with somebody the other day, just while we're talking about millennials. Um, being a millennial myself, um, that older generations try to you know kind of use it as this really like demeaning term which i i admit there are a lot of younger millennials that are very entitled and can be very you know uh, just i expect things to be handed to me which i i understand but at the same time it's from being in that age group there's also a lot of you know, being told we can't do things and we can't be certain things and we should just accept the world to be kind of a crummy place mm-hmm. and we get kind of shit on when we want to make it a better place. So, like, from that perspective, I guess. But, like, also from watching the movie and just, I guess I'm an older millennial, not older, older millennial, because, I get, yeah, do you have the, the, the year range? 1981 to 1996 birth year. So currently 22 to 37 years old. Okay, so I guess I'm on the lower end of the spectrum. Yeah, but... See, and I don't, like, I don't identify I love what you just said. I mean, that's the heart of the matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even within our office space, when you're talking about the multi-different generations and why just how we all end up, you know, once we move on from high school, it's just life. You're, you're, right. You're thrown into the flow. And there is almost this like, well, you didn't have to go through what we did. Instead of championing and celebrating each generation's contribution to humanity and our growth, we, we feel like maybe both sides are at fault for not really understanding yeah. positionally yeah. where they're where they're at. And we can we can hit that on a lot of heavy, deep political and social issues, uh-huh. but at the end of the day, like we always wanna continue moving forward. And, mm-hmm. and you know what? It's funny we're talking about this getting all heavy, right? But that's what this movie was, actually. Yeah. If you stop and they did it in a in a comedic way, but they hit a lot of different situations. And as much as sometimes you go to a movie not to be wooed or something completely different, but it's almost like a soap opera where you want it to be a certain something so you can check out for a couple hours, feel good about yourself, and then get back into life. Where this is just kind of throwing certain things at you. And they just kind of mm-hmm. are leaving it to their audience who, if you follow these ladies, they're going to be somewhat sophisticated and probably connect those dots. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking to be wooed about this movie, I personally was, I was looking for Laugh Fest and instead I kind of came away going. It, yeah, so, yes. And there's yeah. some not hysterical all scenes though. I mean, like, sure. the, the vibrator <laughs> well, I mean, it's not scene. bridesmaid <laughs> wedding no. dress scene. No, oh, yeah. no, no, no. But like, I mean, like the, like the vibrator scene was hysterical. <laughs> and I, that really happened. Val <laughs> really did spend <laughs> hundreds of dollars to buy vibrators for all of the that women so good like nine hundred dollars that's a good friend yeah right <laughs> but just to close out kind of what i was saying real quick was just uh it was nice to see kind of that that contrast between the two sides um again because you know as you get older you start to feel like you you know relate less and less to to the you know people who you feel like you were just that age you know like even me like i'm not that old i'm 27 and i mean there are people five, six years younger than me that I'm like, That is because you're 38 weeks pregnant. (laughs) 
that's why you feel old as dirt. No, I have felt that way for a long time. And honestly, I think it kind of depends on just like your own situation. But I did appreciate how that movie kind of like showed that contrast to these women who are dealing with all of these different, very serious issues in their lives that we all deal with as we get older and this younger generation who just kind of like went over their heads. I did appreciate that as a millennial because there are some of us that just don't see the bigger picture of what happens in life and like what what you actually have to deal with the older you get so and like for me personally I felt like it was it was fun to see because I feel it right now in my life like how your friendships evolve the friendships you have in your you know your 20s even from early 20s to late 20s they're two different things and then you get into 30s and then it's a completely different thing and then by the time you're 50 like it's morphed into something else again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's I like, too, that they, you know, they met working at this pizza shop and things have changed so much in the last 20, 25 years that they all get together and they, like, sing their song and yeah. put on their, their aprons yeah. and decorate, yeah. But I do I do like that, and you're totally right. Like, I am going to be 28 in two days. And Happy early birthday. birthday. Actually, by the time this airs, by the time this airs, Allison will have already had her birthday. So, happy birthday. What's up? But, but, like, I graduated college like six years ago and things are so different for me. Even the past three years, I can't even imagine how much things evolve. And I'm not married. I am not, I don't have any kids and adding all those other things into the mix. I think it is like a testament to true friends too, because a lot of times when other, I'm sure Becca and Chris and Hannah, you can all relate having children and things happening in your life Mm -hmm. whether it be um you know jobs or moving or whatever it is like your true friends are like these these ladies are they encompass what a true friendship is and it's kind of cool to see that i love how this movie which i you had mentioned somebody had mentioned at the beginning when we first started talking as far as i think al it was you about the age differences and how these ladies were all very the similar ages i take what I can get from my friends personally doesn't matter age wise. I don't think of my. I mean, you guys know I'm freaking old as dirt, but I you don't know. But you look honestly. great. But she does. I have a 21 year old. I have a 20 year old, so I can. I, I try to relate with their issues because I'm still trying to quote unquote raise, you know, them or at least kind of mm. keep up on those things. So they keep me young in certain things. I know all the songs from obviously their generation. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as friends, kind of with what Hannah was saying too, I don't know if anybody else feels that way I love to know that other people can see this but I think friendship is two-sided obviously you both have to kind of put in 100% with -hmm. any relationship that's going to mean something at the end of end of the day end of your life but we bring certain things into people's lives that they need and vice versa so whereas I may have you know 10 really good girlfriends I might not share a certain thing with one of them that I would this one because I don't get the same thing that I need that's healthy for me from that. So it's a phase thing for me. I've had friends back in, just thinking now, back in 2007 or 2009 that I thought we were going to be lifelong friends forever. And it doesn't mean I don't love those people, Sarah, care about them, but that phases then for me. And that is sometimes hurtful, but I think that the grand scheme of things is we pick up what we can get that's going to be positive for us to move on to the next phase of life. And, exactly. And it doesn't mean that we've, you know, had a falling out, although those things are real. Um, but these girls, you know, they all kind of had, the, they, where they paired off 
in the when they weren't supposed to go wandering through the mm-hmm. vineyard. Oh, the organic. Can I say something? They got in trouble. <laughs> yeah. No, yes. I was no, I was yeah, just like, when they were thing. saying oh, that. Oh, no, you were like <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody ever starts off by so saying. I think that was advice from Tammy slash Tina. Yeah, she said like once the wine starts flowing and you know emotions are high and people start their sentences with "Can I say something?" Right. That's, that's when, when that's away. when the stuff yeah. comes out. Shit's about to so I think that for me that drove it home as far as those ladies all at the end of the day, Anna Gossner's character chucked her phone and she was like, "This is what's important," and she tossed herself down the yeah. hill, <laughs> which was great because you kind of realized those girls were going to be there for her no matter what. Mm-hmm. She was going to be there for Maya Rudolph's character to make her get her to make that call mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. what. They all finally admitted that they hated Rachel Dratch's husband. I mean, so they're kind of. Friendship is not about walking on pins and needles and eggshells with each other. Right. It's about being real. And I love that that's kind of what I took away from that part. I 100% agree. And I found myself thinking, like, gosh, I hope I have a group of girlfriends like this when mm-hmm. I'm that old. You know, when I turn 50. And I have some friends that I've had since middle school that, you know, we have grown apart in our own ways. But we're still friends and we try to get together and, you know, catch up. But, you know... I think, you know, 25 years from now, like, are we still going to have that close bond? And I I sincerely hope so. But I I really love what you said about, you know, phases where you might still be in touch with people or talk to them. But, you know, everyone kind of comes into our lives. We, you know, we go through that phase. We have those friends that get us through that phase. And then we move on to the next phase. And you're lucky if you have people that stay through every phase, you Mm -hmm. know. Like, and I just think about that. I'm like, God, I hope I have some of those, you know, kind of memories with friends. 25 years from now that I'm still hanging out with mm-hmm. and getting together with. I had a different perspective on that. Sure. I hear what you're saying. Totally agree with it. Um, to me, what was interesting is that, you know, as far as static or dynamic, life's life. Mm-hmm. And wherever you find yourself here in this in this movie, there's lifelong friends, right? But even without, they still didn't know each other. They still no. had things about each other they didn't share. That's true. And so... At the end of the day, that communal stuff is like whether you're, I'm going to, it's probably not going to be PC, but whether I was 14 years old sneaking some beer or finding a hobo smoke on the street or (laughs) in college or having kids or married or whatever, at the end of the day, we're a communal and we're all just trying to celebrate life with each other and get Mm -hmm. through it and enjoy those laughs because those other things that we're going through, we may not have that group of friends to talk to but even if we did your friendship has to that's hannah eating her taco Um, i can hear it (laughs) yeah we can hear your paper yeah no eat mama but like you know i think it's great what you're saying but i think you know for me i think obviously it's your perspective and the viewer and everything that they're going to bring to their history about what it means to have friends and and whatnot and i think there's still whether you have a group of friends or you have at the end of the day to hand to um becca's point it's a two-way street and you're gonna get out of a friendship what you put into it Mm -hmm. and there's risk yeah there's risk and there's fear and there's people that come in and out of our lives and that's great that these ladies could have that whole lifetime i don't know how that looks like the midwest i think i think you guys went to school like and know people for like 20 something years yes we got one <laughs> yeah but sure. i'm like from yeah. california dude like the way we move or just how big size people come and go but i think 
I thought it was really neat how that's what I took away from it, that at the end of the day, people still have unresolved issues in relationship, yeah. finance, employment, health issues, and all those can be overcome through friendship, but it still has to be something that you're willing to talk about, mm -hmm. share, and that, you know, that recipient also has that responsibility to kind of reciprocate that too, that I got gotcha. you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I totally, and from my perspective too, I feel like maybe this is a little too heavy, but I recently like broke up with a friend for that reason where I was like giving everything, you know, I felt like mm -hmm. I was giving everything and uh, I wasn't getting any like sort of depth in return. And I feel like the ladies in this movie, you know, it's really cool surface level and they can talk about stuff from the past, but then like real life stuff that is like not the fun stuff and, you know, not what was happening back when they were working at the restaurant. It's like really hard for them to kind of broach that Correct. topic. Mm -hmm. And this is like the first time they say that the, it was the first time they were all together in a really, really long time. So it kind of brought tensions, obviously got mm -hmm. ran really high towards the, towards the end of the movie. Speaking of the pizza place. I gotta throw this out there. You know where I'm going with this. <clears throat> was that an ode to Mystic Pizza? I feel like it was. Is that every yeah. is that every girl's like not adolescent but like young adult? Like, ah, oh, we're all like we're Well, pizza consider players. who those girls you know? were and how they channeled our our inner secret love for Wilson Phillips in one movie as well. So I feel like they, you know, kind of realize our age group as far as like, oh, these people are they were like that too. They had Justin Timberlake posters on their wall. We get it. We know who you are. We see you. Mystic Pizza. That's what I relate to. Please don't yeah. hate me, but I've never seen Mystic Pizza. <gasps> I've only seen it yes. once and maybe not all the way through. Because you guys are young. That's like, the, that's like the women's version of like the Brat Pack. Like coming of age superstars. I mean, I think Julia Roberts heavy. was in that. There's mm -hmm. a lot of mm -hmm. there's a lot of heavy hitters in there. And what are they doing? They're just it doesn't matter. It Again, it doesn't matter it the that backdrop. That was like the movie yeah, that said. made her famous. Was it? Yeah, oh, that was Pretty Women. It was no. not her Flatliners. That was Mystic Pizza was before Flatliners. But I'm not gonna argue with Becca because Flatliners. Come on, Frank. That was the dudes. <laughs> she was, was in that movie. All right, we we, we got Yes, we have. Um, I was going to make a point about something. The pizza, the pizza comment threw me off. I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. Um, about friendship. Ooh, probably I, about how we all had about fast food jobs back in the day. From Aldi's, I've never worked fast food. Oh, I Unpacked. did. I've actually. I well, I don't think you can count Panera as fast food, but I did work at. Panera. Oh, I was a hostess at Red Robin. Okay, ladies. Oh. This is truly a representation <laughs> of us trying to watch the movie last night. You know what really bad wine. when Chris <laughs> has to bring it, reel us all back in? He was getting oh. so upset with Not. us because we kept pausing and we would break out into song. I mean, we started singing Wilson Phillips. We started singing the Arthur theme song. Don't admit song. to that. I'm, I'm okay with it. I can admit From that. From the bathroom. And, From yeah. the bathroom. <laughs> that, you know, that was there. beautiful. You can't make that up. Oh, but it was when you so guys start without so missing fun. a beat. Like, I mean, can you, can you really watch a movie with a group of friends and actually sit there and watch it without... Especially I can with Allison, but then she snaps during the movie and... <laughs> Oh my God! But I mean, if once you bring alcohol into it and like pizza and snacks and that was a great pizza from all these. It really sure was. was. It, like it makes it a lot gem. harder. It is. But um, but I feel like that's a true testament that like how much fun we had just watching this movie. Um, that you know, it's 
it's hard to just sit and enjoy a movie. But, it, no, when, I agree. When you're with we people, you're having so fun hard, with. We yeah. were, I mean, every time that Chris said, <laughs> "Oh God," <laughs> and when Jenny J got there, I told, I whispered to her, and I go, "I think your husband has said so stupid." <laughs> 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 There were so many. That you know, so no many matter how sensitive I, I can be, and I was raised by my mom, and so I get kind of so that vibe. So That's stupid. my way of saying that is so stupid, but I like it. Like, you know, <laughs> That's so stupid, and, and I so picked up awesome. on that. Yes, I know. Because uh, I didn't want to just outright laugh. Because there were some scenes that you're just like so stupid. <laughs> and you know what? Like I think. This has gotten this movie online has gotten mixed reviews, and I think people just like don't get those jokes. Like they don't understand why it's freaking funny to like talk about getting old or talk about going through menopause or just like make deep cuts about stuff or talk about woman's stuff. It's it was so funny. Like and like even their I don't know. I'm just such a huge fan of all of these ladies. I love their their timing on comedy. Like. Mm-hmm. Every joke was a hit. Like, it was so funny. We were all in stitches. I think, But it was organic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the cool... um, I keep cutting you out. I'm going to shut up after this. (laughs) I swear. But, I mean, that's the genius of it is that we go to movies to see something. We hear music and art and everything about it. And it makes an impression. And then we create our own fantasies about what our experience will be when we're in Napa, when we're in relationship, when we're doing whatever. But the reality is, is it's never as beautiful as it is when you put thousands of hours in outtakes to get that scene right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think there's almost this feeling that was unresolved or did, didn't hit you over the head with it because I think that's the point. Like the point is, is you're with your friends or you're going to a place to enjoy and it's not always going to be according to schedule. It's not, the sunset's not going to be always beautiful like your friend you know, filter Snapchatted it or whatever, but that's the, that doesn't matter. It's just the jokes and the reality of, hey, we're doing life together. It's funny. It sucks. It's tragic. It's hopeful. It's all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I might be giving them a little more credit than they deserve, but I think they're all very talented and they know how to do something cheesy, slapstick <laughs> to make it work. So I think it's by design that they're trying to present a, a girl's getaway weekend in a real authentic way by still being funny yeah Mm -hmm. right and i think um a lot of people expected this to be a lot like bridesmaids which bridesmaids had its serious moments too i mean it was a little off theme they're younger um and it's centered more around you know the relationship of two characters versus all of them um but i think a lot of people might have been upset they thought it was going to be a lot funnier than Mm -hmm. it was but you know there were a lot of hysterical moments in this movie, but a lot of real moments too. And I think that was the whole point was just mm-hmm. like, that's life. You know, mm-hmm. life isn't always, you know, super hilarious and, you know, slapstick. It has real shit too. Um, but again, like I said, like Bridesmaids has some serious moments too. And I think that's what makes it stand above, you know, some of these other, you know, like buddy comedy or like, you know, girls trip movies where, you know, it, it has these, you know, like the bridesmaid dress trying on, like that whole scene mm-hmm. and sequence with the, with the stomach uh, or with the food poisoning. Um, you know, that's hysterical. But then we have moments where uh, Kristen Wiig, who, by the way, thought should have been in this movie, too. I did, too. That I agree like, with where you. Where is she? Um, but, uh, you know, when she has 
this moment where she's like, ever since you, you know, got engaged, things have been going to shit and talking about how her life is falling apart. And, you know, she got kicked out of her apartment. She has to live with her mom and she, you know, is going through all of this stuff while her friend is trying to, you know, is, you know, moving away and moving on with her life. You know, I feel like that's a different part of life. Mm-hmm. Like that would, that's more probably like 15, 20 years before they would get to the point of, you know, being in their fifties and having mm-hmm. all these things happen. So it's like two completely different perspectives of life, I think. Um, two different eras for yeah, sure. Yeah. But um, they both have their funny and serious moments. But yeah, I think people are probably just like thinking it was going to be a lot funnier than it was. But I like a movie that has, you know, some dramatic elements as well. Um, we were actually talking about this last night when we watched it. Like, This is 40 is like a p- sequel kind of to Knocked Up. And that movie's the same. I actually you know. sent it to your wife last night, the trailer. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. It is same. a good one. I love that movie. But similar, similar concept. It has a lot of funny moments about turning 40, you know, getting older. Your kids are getting older. And um, I, the very first scene of that movie is uh, Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann are like having sex in the shower. And... He mentions how he took a Viagra and it like completely throws her off. She's like, why do you need to do that? <laughs> like freaking out about it. Like, like that's, I'm assuming, you know, what happens when you turn 40 and not all the things. <laughs> not for, no. Definitely not, not correct. for everybody, I guess. No. But, uh, no. but just, that's just <laughs> one example. There's other examples of you. aging in it. But I, I got you. I pick up the vibe. I like what you're saying. I, I like that a lot. And it got me thinking about. They didn't, they didn't eat, pray, love the valley, nor did they under the Tuscan sun the valley. You could get super bougie with val with the valley, right? Yeah, yeah. It was just a. Ha- they could have been doing that in Tahoe, Omaha. It really, it was great that they had wine. I thought it was going to be kind of sideways. Like I was all about the wine. You know, if there's wine involved, it's got to be classy. You know, but I just think it was really cool talking about what 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 you're saying, Jamie. Is that just perspectives on where you're at in life. Mm-hmm. And it was great that they were all successful, you know, because we're coming of age or coming to grips with life. Sometimes finance, you know, is a part of it. Like if you're broke, of course you're going here or there. Mm-hmm. I like that they didn't play that too much. Mm-hmm. and they, but, that, but then again, it wasn't even an issue. I think that when we watch movies with those kind of characters and the expectation that we have, when I had, before I even saw it, you have an expectation of a beginning, middle, end that is very similar to movies with those types of characters and, and, and maybe the theme we saw just from the trailer. So I did. But to come away from it after you hit stop and the whole movie's over and you talk about it like we do, it's okay that that expectation wasn't met. It's okay because it puts a whole other spin on things where you're like, Chris said, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, not to quote Ellen and her stand-up on Netflix, but that's very relatable. This movie's hashtag very relatable to, I think, so many people, no matter what age you are. And mm-hmm. I like that it didn't have the expectation that we all went into, like a relationship that's maybe not obvious to everybody, but it's amazing because it's not obvious to everybody. I secretly treated it like Strange Brew. Do you guys know that movie? No. Well, there's a game where you're supposed to drink a beer every time they drink. It's impossible. Oh, God. That's why I kept making sure your wine glasses were full. <laughs> like, if you can watch that movie with wine in your glass the whole time, <clears throat> it makes it just that much fun. So. And in the or movie, you're Hannah, and you just think you're drinking the same glass of wine the whole time, <laughs> but secretly you've been switched to Pinot Grigio. Ooh. They only drink real wine in one scene ever in the movie. Other Every other time it yeah. was fake. Boring. 
but they wanted to be sorry they wanted to be like clear and snappy they didn't want anybody to be buzzed or sloppy sloppy and yeah um well let's get into our reviews of this movie guys um i can start and then we can go uh clockwise um for me i guess just based on i feel like i have to watch it again where i'm not gonna be distracted but um from what i saw from from just talking about it now i think i'm gonna give it a 3.5 out of 5 um not a perfect film but i think you know Netflix is doing such a great job of getting really good original content. Um, And Amy Poehler did a great job uh, directing this film. The writers did a great job. I thought, you know, again, from somebody in their late 20s, there's not a whole lot I could have, as far as, you know, being 50 that I could relate to, hash, you know, quotations, but there are still relatable elements in it. Well, you don't sleep well and your back hurts and... (laughs) True. Your feet are swollen. Yep. Um, Those things happen when you're 50. But I still really enjoyed it. I still had a good time. It's hysterical, but it's also real, and it was fun. There are some things I didn't like about it, like we talked about, like some of the... Like when they never ate the molly? (laughs) And, like, for me, there are a couple of, like, just kind of loose ends that never got... So, in the beginning... Did we miss it where Amy Poehler got fired, or did we just not? She know? went to her divorce. That's she was the on only- the phone when she got fired. Like during the the conversation where they were all talking on the phone, there's a scene where she's like working, and then she's like packing up her desk, and like they're oh. all. So- oh. I know, I missed that. I missed that. See, yeah, there are some things we we obviously missed. I but- didn't miss it. <laughs> um, but overall, I did really enjoy it. Um, you know, maybe my rating would slightly change if I saw it again, but. You know, for a movie filled with so many um, actresses and women that I admire, I thought they did a really good job. And I had a really fun time watching it. Yeah, you know, that, that, that really adds to, you know, the experience when we watch movies, when we watch television is, you know, how we watch it, who we watch it with. You know, that really adds to it. So, yeah, 3.5 out of 5. Hannah. Yo. I'm going to give it a 3.4. Um. <laughs> Sorry, see, I'm multitasking. See, we don't go by the taco ratings here. Yeah. We go by oh. 0.5s or a whole yeah. number. I'm going to find a 3.5 then, just <laughs> one point away from where I was. Um, yeah, some things I'm very uh, analytical person. So when they said they were going to talk about the money later, I wanted them to yes. tell me how much yes. it was yeah. cost. They never, yeah, they never did that's that. Like, that house alone was probably $10,000 for the weekend. It was a big house. Mm-hmm. I don't think they knew how much that trip really cost them, and I was pretty upset that they didn't know that going into it. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't. I mean, they're not their stereotypical mm-hmm. characters, mm-hmm. and maybe that threw me off a little. I'm like, wah, wah. Fair, but except very for fair. except for what's her name, Debbie Downer, Rachel Dratch. Oh. Yeah. Oh God, I love Rachel Dratch. Yeah, she was probably the most herself in that role. Yeah, that was kind of a character. Yeah. Everybody else was something different, Stay original, tight, fresh. Yeah. Okay, I, I That's agree. That's all I have to say about that because I can't remember much else. <laughs> you like Just cookies. I, I do. Like the cookies. They were delicious. Um, so 3.5, I like it. I would say for our audience <clears throat> and our nurses that it's definitely a good movie to kind of watch. And it's also a good way to create community. You don't need a whole lot to just say, hey, we're going to just watch this movie and everybody just pitch in, grab a bottle of wine or 
grab, you know, cheap take and bake. I mean, I think that's what really made it fun. But I agree. I think it was a good movie. I don't know. You know, it'll it'll go there alongside all the other movies where wine's a part of it. But I thought they were doing something different. And for those ladies that have strong personalities, I thought they pulled off something original. I thought it was pretty cool. I uh, I think that everybody, as far as, uh, <laughs> I was going to say my age, but I really do think, I think women should see this movie, and I think that if that woman has a significant other, be it another man or another woman, or what, I, I think that they should see it with them. Like, I loved watching it with Chris, and then once Jenny came home, because I got his take on it, and there were parts on the bus when there was some drama starting that we, that were watching it, we four women that were watching it, we're like, oh, like we kind of all uttered this. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, here comes the cat fight. Here comes, and I looked at, and Chris, and unless you were just wine in, there, it was lost a little bit. And don't punch me across the table, yeah, but no, it was no, just like, because, because <laughs> a guy would be like, Why? what's wrong? What's going on? And we all were like, ooh, it's about to go down. Like, you mm-hmm. know, but it's because we kind of felt that way. So I feel like everybody should see this. I don't know if everybody should give it a five and that's okay. Because I enjoy the perspective that you guys all have. So if just the five of us have that difference as far as an opinion, what we took away, I would love to hear what everybody else thinks. Our nurses, what was for yours? sure. What's your rating? I am going to give it a solid four. Mm. Okay. Great. Because solid it has room to judgment. grow. And after we all do this, the buzz is going to create that. Jump on board and watch it with us. See what you guys think, too. I am also going to give it a 3.5. I love the cast. The ladies are amazing. Everything, all the different elements that they bring and the different characters that they play. The jokes are funny. Like, Mm -hmm. I was talking with Karen about it, and she was like, canned peaches? And we were... There's no wrong answers. We were cracking. There's no wrong answers. (laughs) I I taste canned peaches. We didn't even get to that scene. I know we that didn't. was a good one. That was okay. a good one. Where it's funny. like, oh, lemon. No, you can't. You can't taste lemon. And it's just so fun. Like, there's so many funny jokes and different nuances in it. And yeah, serious topics. And even though I'm a, you know, a little baby over here, I think that there are still themes you can relate to. Even, I mean, I look at my, um, like my cousins who are older, or like my parents and their friends older and like the the things that they deal with i can kind of understand or have a little sympathy i Empathy. guess for it yeah that's good. um but it's it's really funny watching it with friends makes it even better and even more quotable and laughing if you can not pause the movie every five <laughs> minutes to go to the bathroom or get next a time i pizza. actually think i will watch it by myself because i'll probably remember a little bit yeah more. i think i'm gonna watch it again because it for sure it deserves a little more of my attention is everybody gonna watch it again i'll I watch too. it again. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, well, not, not together, not together. Jenny, no Jenny no and then we'll the come back and review it again just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um but but yeah i think we all got something out of this and you guys uh feel free to um you should definitely give it a watch at home um or on assignments let us know what you think in the comments um we always love to hear back from you guys and as always please let us know what else you want us to review we're getting into the summer months 
there's a ton of new movies coming out, both streaming and in theaters. So just like let us know. We should review Game of Thrones. No, See, no. we've we've had this conversation. Yeah, I think it'd be there. too difficult. <laughs> I think it would be too difficult. People are happy that now they can watch Wine Country because Game of Thrones because is Game over. Of, all of the TV shows are over now, so we have to go to Netflix, right? You Next know, that's all we have, or Hulu, or whatever. Tale. We may have to do that one. I know Love that one's pretty it. popular. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening to this one. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, Hannah, Chris, and Becca for joining us thank on you, this Jamie. one. Thank, thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Allison. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.